In the age of Instagram and social sharing, brick-and-mortar businesses offer a unique advantage that even the biggest and best online platforms can't compete with. On Brick and Mortar Reborn, we talk with business owners and industry experts about what they're seeing work best for brick and mortar businesses who aren't just competing with their online counterparts, but thriving in spite of all the options that customers now have. We'll share exactly what you can do to set yourself up for success with an experience that wows your customers and keeps them coming back for more. And now our host, Bobby Maramat. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Brick and Mortar Reborn. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Oscar Sachs. He's the CEO and co-founder of Salesforce. Oscar, welcome to the show. Hi, Bobby. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Again, I know you're, you're probably running around very busy, so thank you for taking some time and uh, sharing some of your expertise with, with our listeners today. My pleasure. Before we get started, Oscar, if you don't mind just walking us through a little bit about you, you know, tell us about Oscar, tell us about what got you started uh, with Salesforce, and then we'll go from there. Absolutely. So I'm a retail guy. Right out of school, I worked in retail. I was uh, head of uh, operations for a few large retail chains like Aldo Shoes, Best Buy, and really cut my teeth in, in the stores and understanding how stores work. And then I tried to combine that with my other passion, which was technology and entrepreneurship, and saw that there was really transformational changes happening in retail and decided to take a a crack at it. And I founded uh, a company uh, before Salesforce, which was um, delivering very innovative technology for retailers and e-commerce. And we had a really successful adventure in that company. And after uh, that exit, there were so many other ideas that were ripe for retail. And that's when I founded Salesforce about six, seven years ago. And it was really, you know, had a mission to modernize the role of store associates give them technology so that we could really redefine what they do, create a brand new opportunity for store associates to really see retail as a career, have a way to generate more income and have a a job description that presented a lot more opportunities than the direction that retail was going in. And so that was a real motivator for us. And it just couldn't have been at a better time because there were so many changes in how customers were shopping, so many changes in how they interacted with brands, and the store associate and, and sales floor were just you know perfectly timed to be a major contributor to change and how customers get served. Talk us through a little bit about who your customer is at Salesforce. What are some of the problems that you solve for? I mean, you, you, you absolutely kind of walked us through that at a high level, but give us a little bit more kind of meat in the sense of... What problems that you're solving for your customers? So Salesforce is a mobile application. It's used by store associates, and it's meant to help them serve customers in-store and online. And the second part is really the innovative part, where in the past, store associates were really just responsible for that in-store traffic. But today, with technology, you really should be leveraging the product expertise of thousands of your associates or hundreds of your associates and leveraging them to serve customers online as much as they do in store, leveraging them to drive digital sales and creating a bridge between the online and store sales experience. And so that was something that was very different five, six years ago when we started. Today, the industry has a name for it. It's called virtual selling. And that whole trend uh, that we started five years ago 
was really picked up by early adopters. So we started very early on with large enterprise retailers who were looking to differentiate to their online experience. So they're not commoditized by the Amazons of the world, but also they had to figure out how to drive that digital customer into the store. And if they didn't do that, we saw what happens. It's bankruptcy after bankruptcy. So those were the two main objectives that Salesforce sought to solve, which was why aren't we leveraging the store associate to differentiate the online experience? Because Amazon doesn't have associates to serve their customers that are located near their customers and that could provide a seamless sales experience from online to store. And second, why aren't we introducing our product experts to local online customers so that you can start online, but then finish in store because you want to touch and feel, or you just want to purchase in store, which is where still the majority of customers want to buy is still in store by far. So long story short is our platform is sold to you know mid-market and enterprise retailers that have store associates that need tools to serve their customers the way customers want to get served today. And if I'm a store associate and I have your platform kind of set up on my phone, am I able to engage, as you said, with kind of the virtual customer, but in-store customer? How does that engagement work with the in-store customer? So there's a few key journeys. So the first journey is really the in-store customer, as you mentioned. And so when I'm in store uh, with my customer, first and foremost, I don't want to be limited to my store inventory. So if a customer is interested in a different color or size or or product line, I should be able to, whether I have it in stock or not, review an endless aisle catalog with my customer, and then he could just buy it right there in store and it'll ship from you know various locations straight to the customer. So, so that's one important in-store use case. Another important in-store use case is leveraging recommendation engines to help the average associate know what to recommend. So we all know that we have our top associates who are great at understanding what the customer wants and giving great recommendations and putting a complete package together, whether it's an outfit in apparel or creating a look in beauty or putting that home theater system together. Every complete solution is what customers are looking for because it's one thing to pick one product, it's another to know how a few products come together. And so when you have customer in your store, if you can leverage on a device, a recommendation engine that is helping you create, for example, five outfits with the jeans that you're wearing right now, or the the shirts that you bought from us two weeks ago, I'm not just saying, hey, do you want to buy a pair of pants? I'm showing you how to create outfits. And that is what customers really value. They can go on their website and just order it online, a pair of pants, and then you know, ship to them. But when they have a product expert helping them put that look together, that's where you get real loyalty from customers and value. So having a tool in store to make the average associate provide better recommendations is another good in-store use case. But, you know, funny enough, when people talk about in-store experiences, what I would say is one of the best in-store experiences actually starts online. And, you know, it takes sometimes people when they hear that, they're like, well, I thought we're talking about an in-store experience. Well, you have to stop looking at it in-store versus not. The best in-store experience starts online because you want a customer in their research phase, which they all research online before coming in store. You want them to be able to virtually shop with someone in store. 
You want them to express what they're looking for, what their needs are. You want the associate to have a chance to give ideas, give recommendations. When that customer who's gone through that comes into the store, they're not starting from scratch. The associate who helped them may have the, the product already put aside for them. So I don't have to sit, explain to my associate what I'm looking for, and go around the store looking for product. That's already been done. I walk into the store. I see John or Mary. I'm like, oh, you know, we were talking online together. The product's been put aside, whether in a dressing room or, or somewhere else. And I can finish the conversation with someone that already understands my needs and already is prepared to give me the right kind of service. And I think that is a, a great in-store experience versus coming in cold and then trying to find somebody and then trying to explain to them what I'm looking for and then having to walk and pick the store with a bunch of things that may not even be in stock. Absolutely makes sense. Absolutely makes sense. We actually uh, you know, talked to a lot of uh, companies that are also trying to create that online version kind of in the store, right? So they're trying to put some education pieces, more lift and learn type stuff within the store environment to also create that. But you're totally right. Whether in store and you have that kind of online component kind of built in or that research phase kind of built in, or it really starts truly online. Either way, I think you're completely right. A lot of that experience starts outside of the store. The biggest disconnect today is the, the most successful brands for so many decades invested in their brand, the experience, the store design, the music, and of course, the service and the merchandising. When they went online, they basically created an e-com site that looks exactly the same and is shopped in the exact same way as 10 million other sites. So they lost completely their differentiation online outside of the merchandise that's available. And that's because in the beginning, it was a side channel. Now everybody you know, understands how impactful and important the digital channel is. And it's time for retailers to say, I need to bring what made me great in store and made my brand so successful. I need to bring that online. And the biggest disconnect is online is a self-service environment. How can you compare a service environment versus a self-service environment. There is no comparison. And so the number one weapon that brick and mortar has is how do I leverage my store associates to bring a service environment with a great experience to digital in a way that no web only can do because they don't have brick and mortar stores. Oscar, as you're thinking through great insights around kind of the store experience, where that starts and how that kind of progresses over time, as you're thinking through the kind of the consumer behavior patterns over the last few years, have those changed uh, in your mind? So it started to change 15 years ago, which is why you started to see a lot of these omni-channel initiatives and, and, and all that focus. I think what we definitely saw is a acceleration because of the pandemic of all the trends that had already started. So none of them are brand new trends. They've been around Salesforce innovated some of those four or five years ago, but there's definitely an acceleration. What that acceleration is, if I had to take an unscientific guess, I would say we probably put four years into one. And we're seeing that based on our clients. Our clients who uh, you know, had a certain priority list all of a sudden moved a bunch of you know, needs to the top of the line in terms of this is mission critical. We need to put this in place right away because of the acceleration of how customers are changing. And I would say the number one 
change that has accelerated and that we've seen is the ability for a customer and the comfort for a customer to shop virtually with a store. So when you think of Peloton, when you think of telemedicine, when you think of just the workplace, everyone is virtually connecting for work now and not working in an office. It has made a new norm for interacting virtually. And that didn't, that was not there to this degree before the pandemic. And so what that opened up is where we saw a lot of activity with all of our clients of virtual shopping, and we were seeing very sustained and successful growth rates, we've seen the growth rate increase by more than 100% in just six months. And so virtual shopping, a customer saying, I'm going to go online, not just to research by myself, but I'm going to go online to connect with a local store, speak to an expert, uh, show them things in my closet or in my house, see what they have uh, on their sales floor, get recommendations, interact, and then uh, buy. That is something that has changed. And I think it's for the better. I think it what it has done is, again, brought to the forefront the value of store associates, not just for in-store customers, but for the overall brand and for the fastest part of the brand that is growing, which is digital. And do you feel, do you feel like the, the type of character or the type of person that you need as in a more of a store associate role has changed over, over this, this time frame as well? Again, I would say my best guess you know, in answering that is I would say it's not a different person. I would say it's the reverse. I would say there's a new profile of associates that were not matched properly with the right job description. I think there's a whole generation of people who are very good at doing social, at doing email, at doing SMS. They're gamified, they're interactive, and yet they were being told, just wait for a customer to walk in, even though it's dead for two hours in your store, and then try and help them when they walk in, versus having a job description that said, you're not just an in-store sales associate, you are going to be helping us reach out to customers. You're going to be helping us serve customers on the e-commerce site. You are going to be helping us host virtual uh, appointments. You're going to be helping us launch events that are in-store and virtually, which is a very big thing already in Asia. And you have product experts that can do that. So I would say that the associates have the skill set. They have the desire. And if anything, by giving them these capabilities, you are better uh, aligning recruiting and retention tools to keep these people motivated to want to stay with your brand. How, how do you feel like virtual? And you touched on this a little bit, but you, know, you talk about virtual selling. How does that contribute to the in-store traffic? So the store associate can directly drive traffic into the store. And that was something they were not responsible before. Marketing was responsible for that. And our platform actually measures that. So it's not, a, it's not anecdotal. We have technology that measures how store uh, interactions online are directly driving customers in-store to purchase. And in fact, what our data shows is while we do drive digital sales because associates are serving online and driving digital sales, three times that amount is actually being driven in-store. So having your stores serve online is even more a traffic driver and store conversion tool than it is a digital tool. So the number one way is how do you get associates, for example, instead of marketing, 
to reach out to a customer after a purchase. And so this is not about hunting new customers. This is about just upselling and cross-selling customers you've already sold to. So if you came into a store, you bought a pair of pants, if that same salesperson reach out to you three weeks later and say, hey, Bobby, I have a beautiful blue shirt that goes exactly with the pair of pants that, that you bought, you're going to pay attention because you know the person, they just helped you. It's a relevant targeted recommendation versus saying, hey, I have a sale and it's helping you better you know, pick your products. And so leveraging associates to reach out, engage in what they call conversational commerce. As you know, marketing, when they reach out to a customer, a customer can't reply. It's, a, it's just a one-way communication. But when the store associate reaches out with that red shirt, you can reply and say, you know what? I love it, but do you have it in short sleeve? Do you have it in long sleeve? Do you have it in another color? And that dialogue is what increases conversion significantly. So that's one way that they can drive traffic. And Salesforce has technology that automates triggers. It mines transaction data, and it automates triggers for the associate to say, today you should call Bobby and here's why. And the better you get at those triggers, the more relevant and the higher conversion that you're going to get. So that's one traffic driver into the store. Another major traffic driver is if you're shopping, for example, on Best Buy, and you have questions about you know the 50 TVs that you're watching and looking at, if you can connect with John at the local store and ask him questions about the technology, about the size, about installation, whatever you need to make your purchase, what we're seeing in the majority of cases, that customer is actually saying, great, I'm coming in after work or on the weekend. And that associate just drove that customer in store to finish their purchase because they want to look at it, they want to touch and feel, and then they want to buy in store. If you didn't have that, customers would come online, get confused by the thousand TVs you can choose from, look at Amazon and see that it's $10 cheaper, and then maybe decide to buy somewhere else. So store associates are converting digital customers to drive them into the store. So that's another example of how they can drive traffic to the stores. We also have things like virtual appointments or sorry, in-store appointments or hosting in-store events. Retailers have been doing events for many, many years. They just didn't have good tools to scale it. It was always more of a corporate initiative that said, here's an event you can do. With our technology, every manager of a store can say, hey, this week, we're going to do a special type of event for our local community. They have the tools to communicate it. They have the tools to manage the RSVPs who's attending and the notifications to properly host that event. And now because of virtual, we've seen appointments and events increase significantly because it's just so much easier for customers to attend a virtual event than it is to convince them to come in store. You've probably seen a lot of brands and a lot of the, a lot of different focus areas from these brands. What are some of the, your most favorite kind of in, in-location, in-store kind of experiences that you've seen? I would say that I was shopping on, and again, you know, these are products that we know very well because Salesforce puts them into the market. But I experienced once, and it, it, was, it was great to see our product in action. You know, I don't go out often enough to experience it myself. But basically, I was online on one of our client sites. I generally needed help putting an outfit together. It was an apparel retailer. This girl answered me. Uh, I had a live chat with her. She turned her camera on. I saw some merchandise. And it was just great experience. And then I said, you know what? I need to try it on. So I want to come in. And uh, I told her I was coming in on the weekend. So similar to what I told you before, 
I went in on the weekend and I got to see her and, and relate to the fact that I had already engaged with her. She had put my clothes already in the dressing room. So I didn't have to spend any time updating her, talking to her, searching for merchandise. She just said, hi, we went to the dressing room. I tried on my clothes. And then when I liked a pair of pants, but we wanted to match a bunch of shirts, she was able to go and look at the recommendation engine and see here are the three shirts that go best with that pair of pants. And you actually can also see the belt, the shoes, and the jacket. So that just simplified my experience completely. And when I told her, you know, can you give me your number? I'd love to be able to, you know, reach out to you later on. Associates don't like doing that for privacy issues, right? But she had a QR code in our app, which I was able to scan with my camera. And that took me to uh, her online storefront. And an online storefront is a product from Salesfloor where they have their own version of the e-commerce site. So they curate their own product. Uh, you can chat with them. You can interact. And you basically can buy directly online through these online storefronts from an individual store or associate. And so it was such a seamless experience where she provided me a way to connect with her in the future digitally to continue to get that kind of service. And so I, you know, to me, that, that hit all of the check marks of, of how do you connect digital within store? How do you empower the associate? And, and I think as more and more retailers, and it's, you know, we have many different types of retailers that sell such different products from, from liquor to pets to home hardware to apparel, beauty and furniture. And I think over the next two years, you're going to see an acceleration of different types of retailers as well as different sizes of retailers want to give these core capabilities to their associates. Makes sense. That, that's, a, that's a phenomenal experience, by the way. Uh, and all of, all of what you just uh, walked through is available in your, in your platform? Yes. That's awesome. That's really awesome. What do you think, Oscar, is the, what's the future uh, of tech inside of uh, retail stores? I know you're, you're already kind of, <laughs> of course, uh, kind of along the way of providing these retailers with great tech to be able to connect with their customers. But what's, what's next? What do you assume is, is coming next to the retail store? So I think the, the virtual selling, which is the phase we're in now, is, is going to be enhanced and, and mature. So that's probably the shortest term. A gr- good example of that is co-browsing. So when I'm going to be live chatting with my customer online, the customer will be able to share their screen so that the associate could see what they're looking at on the website. And so I think enhancements to virtual selling that's in the immediate future. I think after that, you're going to see video technology become more and more commonplace. So a video technology to help someone measure their dimensions with a 99% accuracy so that you can see exactly how that's going to fit or not fit on you. Augmented reality where you're going to be able to see how that you know, chair fits in your dining room or you know, Sephora is doing already where you want to see how the lipstick is going to look on you. I think video technology and augmented reality is going to be something that, you know, as it kicks in, maybe in a year, two years, I think you're going to see that is going to be impactful. And then probably the other one, which is, you know, the same thing you probably hear everywhere is AI. So AI and automation, there is a use case for that in every single feature that the associate is going to be using on Salesforce. And uh, that AI is meant to automate some of those functions. It's meant to better serve customers online before they connect with the store associate. 
It's meant to come up with better product recommendations. There are many different use cases where AI will take that feature and just make it more intelligent. And the more intelligent it is, the more impactful it is. So I think those are three big trends that are at its infancy right now that are going to scale over the next couple of years. Oscar, that was a wealth of information. Thank you so much for, for everything that you shared. Before I let you go, any any tips for retailers out there and, and how to think about, you know, again, the next few years as, we, as we're getting to, to thrive again in the retail world? When I was in retail for about 12 years, you know, we saw how easy it is to get stuck in the mud when, when it comes to retail. Everyone is so busy. There's so many obstacles. There's legal, there's HR, there's security, there's data privacy, and it's hard to transform. What I would say as advice is those days are long gone and retailers need to prioritize. And this is what we're seeing from our clients now. Decisions are being made at the top and moving very quickly. And that is very different than before. And I think that there are some you know, foundational changes in how customers are shopping. And if retailers don't react quickly, we see how many retailers are falling into trouble and so I, I don't think it's a, uh, you know, a nice to have anymore. I think retailers need to say that they need to make sure that they have leadership that is going to be pushing innovation aggressively. And I just recommend pilots. If you're not sure about something, if you're not sure about the budget, if you're not sure how it's going to work, if stores are going to be able to do it, pilot it. And uh, if you pilot it and have good results, you have your answer. And if it doesn't work out, the pilot is minimal disruption. But you can't afford anymore not to start to adopt these changes because it's become, you know, a core to the business model. Again, I appreciate you taking some time. Before I let you go, I know you kind of originally from Montreal area. What are some fun things to do as travel opens back up again in that area? Well, Montreal has a great restaurant scene. So you definitely want to do your research. And it has some of the best restaurants in North America. There is the neighborhood called Old Montreal which is uh, one of the oldest cities in North America. It was, the city's 350 years old, and it literally is a you know, very well-restored, authentic city from the past, and that's a beautiful place to uh, visit. Awesome, Oscar. Thank you again. It was great to meet you, and, and thank you for sharing all the, all the information with, uh, with our listeners today. Sounds good. Thank you very much, Bobby. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Brick and Mortar Reborn. To find the resources mentioned in this show and detailed show notes, head over to brickandmortarreborn.com.